Girls and boys, your attention please. Presenting issue 1.1 of Revolutionary Exchange Productions' original audio comic book, Sploosh. I'm your host, the intrepid adventurer known only as VoiceOver Man. After being bitten by a radioactive radio announcer, I was given the earth-shattering power to be able to talk like this. Sploosh is a superhero group. Not just any superhero group, but THE superhero group. Sploosh is the Society for the Prevention of Loser Overlords Who Want to Overthrow Society or Humanity and Weekly Book Circle. This is a special flashback issue. Every other month we'll do a special issue that will delve deeper into our Sploosh team. First up is the British badass, Ribbon. Operation. Flashback Follies. Location. Offices of the Crimson Psychologist. Operative. Ribbon. At the request of the Mastermind, each of the members of Sploosh is taking their turn to visit the Crimson Psychologist, America's leading psychology-based hero. Hello, Ribbon. Thanks for joining us. We're very excited to get to meet you. Do you know why you're here? Because you American men feel upward, right? Otherwise, how could a tussle-like mastermind be in charge of anything? The Crimson Psychologist, eh? What's your superpower? Is it the obvious? Yes, we have the power of super psychiatry! What's that noise in the background? Uh, oh, <laughs> that's my secretary. She uh, watches Netflix on the job. The punisher really loudly. I tell her to turn it down, but she kind of scares me. A lot, but let's not talk about her. Let's talk about you. This ought to be our server elbow. Let's get to it. What would you like to know? Uh, we don't know. We hadn't really thought about it. Let's see. Why don't you just tell us about yourself? Who is Ribbon? Us? Who is this knob referring to? Well, I guess we should start at the beginning. My proper name is Gemma Huntington Sheffield. Father was always quite proud of telling me that he was the eighth Baron of Drumpf. Mother, the Baroness Drumpf, originally came from Transylvania before she met Father. In my earliest days, we lived in a mansion in a beautiful forest not too far from Newstead Abbey. I grew up with my brother, Oliver Graham Chapman Huntington Sheffield, Jr., our orange tabby, John Cleese, and our pet fish. Wanda. It was a different time, a different place. Mm, yeah, fascinating. I find this kind of minutiae infinitely fascinating. Please, go on. It's like being a Jarvis Cocker song. Yes, well, my life story is like much of the pulp fiction written by auteurs who supped on wine made from black grapes or partook in the best supergrass sold at the corner shop in East Hampshire. Strap on your suede, Boo Radley, lest you be seen as a charlatan. This story will be told with verve, and it will be not but ash and a blur. If you make sure to avoid being a sleeper, then you'll catch on to this ocean colour scene like a seahorse, and you'll understand the lightning seas and strange love of my tale that begins in a lush oasis. So, would you say you're a big fan of Britpop? Never heard of it. Why do you ask? Mm, no reason. 
please go on. As a youth, my parents were often off on business. And what business were they in? The same business as old Jerumphs, running businesses into the ground and getting promoted for doing so. Ah, and what did your mother do? Uh, not much, although she did have quite the fondness for bathing in the blood of young lasses to retain her youthful appearance. And... You mentioned a brother? Uh, yes, well, Sir Oliver Graham Chapman Huntington Sheffield Jr. was the type of lad to get into the family business. Ah, I see. And you chose not to follow in the family tradition. No, as I tend to be quite fond of people and science, and both subjects are antithetical to the Huntington Sheffield clan, whose goals seem to revolve around stealing from the poor and giving to the rich. So anyway... I spent much of my youth on my own, or with the few friends I made. Ah, yes. Tell us all about your childhood friends. Oh, I used to really fancy my neighbour, Robin. He was somewhat the opposite of father, but he never returned my affection. He only had eyes for his best friend, little John. What? He only fancied other lads. Okay. Other than the rare moments when Robin wasn't spending time with little John or working in the income redistribution field, I spent most of my youth alone, until I met Guinevere. And Guinevere is... Your standard purple wing unicorn from British mythology, of course. Of course. Guinevere became my best friend, and we lived happily ever after. Right up until the day I turned 13, and she led me to the magical cave of wonders, just outside of Manchester. I think it's the same cave that granted Robbie Williams his powers. Hmm. Magical cave? When you happen upon it? How did you take that? Well, since it was the last time I ever saw Guinevere, it's a bit of a jammy. How's your father? So what happened to the sexy beast? Well, once we went inside the cave and saw the turtles, Guinevere disappeared as she was not but a fantasy created by the turtles to lure me to the cave. Ah, so pretty much the same story as Sir Ian McKellen. Right. And what were you doing in a magic cave again? Well, back in my day, I used to be a bit of a daredevil. My cousins Murdoch and Matthew and I used to get into a spot of spelunking. Okay, so tell us more about these turtles. How many were there again? I might be daft, but you can't punk me. It was the turtles all the way down. Hmm, obviously. The turtles are where you got your power from, correct? I see you've seen the E! True Hollywood Story episode of my life. <laughs> we do our homework. Proceed. So I'm in this magic cave near Manchester, and the turtles start talking. But I'm gobsmacked, so that's when they start talking. They sound less like Morrissey, and more like they're from New Jersey. I mean, they said they were Italian, but they sounded more like Snooky. So, uh, what did they say? These, um, talking turtles? Oh, they were a riotous lot. They said things like, I come from the shell of a hard knocks. Or, the plumber is a-coming, or, Bernini is my name, sculpting is my game. Wait, you're telling us that there was a talking turtle named Bernini? Oh yes, they all had brilliant names like Botticelli, and Domingo, and Dante, and Sinatra. Ah, and what do you think the chances are they'll sue us for this issue? There was a whole community of turtles, and they gave me ribbons. Each turtle gave me a ribbon, and each ribbon gave me a superpower related to that turtle. So a beautiful turtle named Tomei gave me the power to control men named Oscar. Another turtle, Corleone, gave me the power to make good cannoli. And another turtle called The Situation gave me the power of unwarranted self-confidence. But you don't have your ribbons now. How do you summon them? They tell me simply to use the magic word. <laughs> Abracadabra. Not likely. If that were the case, I would have gone ahead and took the money and run. 
But no, these jokers have their own magic word. Shazam? Close, but there have already been enough lawsuits related to that name. No, the magic word they told me to say was... Spadagazai! We're utterly flabbergasted! Where are the turtles now? Spadagazai! They told me a tale of a demonic creature that came to their magic cave and slaughtered them. They told me of a beast that leapt from the ledges and bounced off a cave walls to crush them in their shells. The creature was a plumber that would consume the cave's magic mushrooms and would grow in size, only to slaughter the turtles and all of their friends, such as the great apes. Well, yelling about a princess and saying yippee while slaughtering their kind were wearing overalls. Oh, we think we heard of this one. His name was... Mario! Luigi. And after I beat that castle, I scurried to London to live with my uncle. And what did your uncle do? He was a sheriff of Notting Hill. That must have been huge. Grant me the pleasure of more details. <sighs> I couldn't live in a world with my brother and parents anymore, so I moved to London and became a member of the Labour Party and a commoner. And tell us more about your brother? As you know, both of you, it seems. My brother is quite famous. Uh, we hear he's a supervillain? He has, shall we say... Troubles. Well, we hear he goes by the most notoriously British name of all time. The name that brings fear to every corner of the once fabled British Empire. A name so dastardly and devious that he could flip the wig off a match street. Yes, that's true. He now calls himself Brexit. How did he get that way? He was bitten by a radioactive copy of the Daily Mail. And what are his powers? He can summon the energy of his ancestors. Ancestors, eh? Like the drums? Not quite. His power comes from Paul Dacre, who he also talks to in an imaginary form in a firestorm type of thing, to provide some breaking the fourth wall type of exposition for you comic book and CW type of nerds. Well, quite appropriate in my opinion. And how do you know your brother has become a supervillain exactly? He publicly joined these dastardly dipshits in a league of slightly unpleasant supply-side supporters, which is led by zombie Margaret Thatcher. And how does a uh, zombie Margaret Thatcher differ from the real Margaret Thatcher? Not at all. Well, what led you to America and joining a sploosh? Uh, there was this gentleman. A boyfriend, I presume? Uh, something like that. Please, tell us more. It's a long tale, a tale of passion and betrayal and mystery and intrigue in Estonia and... Ooh, I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today. Tell us about it in your next session. Next session? Motherfucker. Now you know everything you need to know about one of Sploosh's most important members, Ribbon. Maybe some of the plot lines started in this issue will pay off in future issues. Hint, hint. Join us next month for the adventures of the most important superhero team ever. Be there or be a wanker. Wait. Is that offensive? Do we have any British listeners? No? Whatever. Monica Schneider as Ms. Cadbury. Professor Rex as Voiceover Man. Jillian Cardillo as Ribbon. Save it a squad. Keshav Swami Nathan as the Crimson Psychologist. Hank Williams Jr is Hank Williams Sr. Written by Kenneth Cornell and Jillian Cardello and Sean Logue. Directed by Kenneth Cornell. Sabadisquikwai. <laughs> <laughs>